Welcome to the Nixus Podcast. We're finally here. First episode is going to be with Call of Sirens, three of the four members of Call of Sirens. So if you guys would like to introduce yourself. Who's going first? <laughs> Andy, you've muted yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm Andy. <laughs> so yeah, Andy Borden. I'm, uh, I guess, co-founder, uh, originator, guitarist, songwriter, manager of Call of Sirens. Um, yeah, that's me. <laughs> I'm Lani. I am the lead singer of Call of Sirens. I basically just jump around on stage and pretend I know what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, I am Nick. I am uh, the co-founder and uh, bass player and uh, one of the songwriters for Call of Sirens. Uh, yeah, that's me. Find out more as we go, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have Connor, who plays the drums. That's right. Yeah, he bashes things All really right. hard. Yeah, that's, that's it. Really, really hard. But he does it very well. <laughs> well, all of you guys are doing amazing. I mean, this is this was my first time hearing you guys when Andy reached out the, for the podcast, and uh, my first thought was, "Oh, Paramore!" Like that's that's the vibe you guys gave me. And I'm a big Paramore fan. I'm a big Haley fan. So, oh, amazing! Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Thank you. I already put you on a playlist. I'm hoping this podcast can help you guys get a your name out here, like especially here in the U.S. I know you guys are from the U.K. Yeah. Yeah, the US seems to like us at the moment. We're getting a lot of our streams from over there, which is quite cool. Yeah. <laughs> that Paramore vibe. Yeah, like. I love it. Thank you. What has brought you guys together? How'd you guys all meet? Um, well, you guys came together first. Yeah, so it's kind of uh, early 2021. I sort of, I think during COVID, a lot of people decided to get back into music or at least set up a home studio and start trying to record their ideas and uh, things into uh, into various different applications sound soundtrack cubase i taught myself cubase i learned how a bit of music production and i wrote and released my own ep um which was just something i wanted to do i've been away from music for a while and i thought that would be a good way of getting back into it was not just playing guitar a bit more and writing a bit more but actually learning some of the production side of things so i did your ep's on spotify right now uh, right? yes it is if you want to have a listen you can um, but be kind <laughs> i already had a I listen don't, i don't profess end. to being a drummer and knowing how to program drums but you know i did my best um but yeah it was it was you know just putting it out there you know whether it had success or not it's it's immaterial but it was just fun to do and it kind of got the juices flowing again to wanting to sort of get back into a band scenario and it's great sitting in the bedroom making music it's you know a really good place to be but it's a little bit dull yeah can be a little bit dull yeah for sure so for sure. i sort of started reaching out for songwriting partners really and, and i think correct me if i'm wrong nick i was sort of putting myself out there on band mix which is a sort of an application yeah, here i think i think you might have been stalking me a little Possibly. bit and like you know when you get that thing where it says like this guy's been viewing your profile i was like well who's this guy been viewing been my profile 300 times he's really keen <laughs> Could very possibly, not, yeah. And, I can't swipe right. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I thought it was probably a good idea that, like, considering he'd been like stalking me for so long, that I meet we meet for coffee and cake because we didn't live too far yeah. from each other. So we met at a little chocolate frog tea room, I think it was. It was. Uh, if, if if anyone in the US ever wants to find like a really British tea room, then the chocolate frog tea room is the one to go. 
go to. Uh, and um, we, we, we chatted about music. I think we found that we had similar tastes and similar ideas. We were quite ambitious about creating a really good sound. You know, I think we both had quite progressive tendencies. Uh, I've always been into quite a lot of the progressive rock, the heavier side of heavy metal, into sort of death metal territory. But I'm also a massive fan of the classics as well. And Andy and I, I think, just kind of resonated on those things. And... Uh, that's, that's kind of how it all started out, just a shared love of really good music, I suppose, right? Yeah. Yeah, we had some sort of sort of similar backgrounds, you know, kind of similar age. We've been in a similar amount of bands. We've been around the scene a similar amount of time. Uh, and we've kind of just connected on a few different levels. So when we started talking yeah. about, you know, the kind of sound we wanted to create and we started writing those first few songs, it was pretty obvious kind of the way we were going to go. Um, and then that kind of led us on to having various singers and drummers join us um and it took a while for it to settle down and and really since the middle of uh 2022 we've been fairly settled with connor and arnie mm. joining us and we've had yeah. we've had a lot of adversity like you know i think it's one of the, the the big challenges of like starting anything fresh and new is you know you 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 work you work with people you want it to work out with people but ultimately there's so many other factors that go into being a musician and Absolutely. Artist, working with people and I, I, and as I've, I've kind of learned in this band and in previous groups as well right is that sometimes when you have setbacks actually it can just be a step forward that you just don't know is happening and the thing's definitely been the learning curve with Call of Sirens right Andy? Yeah and, and every everything that's happened we've always ended up better for it so mm. um, you know I'm not going to that's how it's got to be I'm not going to inflate head at all but we <laughs> we always we always end up better, better shape than we are before and you know it's, it's great yeah. I think you guys found your sound. It's pretty organic. The four of you guys together, it, it meshes well. It, I think you got a nice little setup here. Absolutely. Indeed, yeah. So what's the story behind the stage name? Well, I, I, I guess it's I just like mermaids, you know, and <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Was, was, was Ariel your first mermaid it was, or, was it, was it, or was it Splash? Which one was I it? think it was, well, both, both yeah, so... Um, one of my daughters is named Maddie Madison after that Harris character in Splash. So that 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 is a an original thing that um, you know has been around. Um, but yeah, obviously you know the amount of times I've watched um, Little Mermaid with two girls under eight years old is uh, <laughs> you, yeah. you can't you can't count them. So um, yeah, and I I'd say you know I really like the the dark side of especially from. Uh, tales and folklore from the West Country here in England around Cyrus calling sailors to the, sh- the seashore and wrecking their vessels yeah. and, and, and the eeriness of, it, eeriness of it. And I think that really resonated with the kind of sort of sound and theme we were going for. Um, and it fits well with a female lead singer and it fits well with the visuals. Um, and I knew I could get a lot of mileage Absolutely. over the brand creation and stuff like that, you know. So it kind of just ticked every box and we ran with it, really. Um, Mm. I don't think we had many other op- other options, to be honest, unless Nick can remember any. <laughs> no, I don't think so, really. I think I think what it did let us do, though, was create a little bit of an aesthetic around the, the songwriting, especially. So, like a lot of the thematics of the songwriting that I mean, at least I tried to input are around things like water, uh, about kind of like symbolisms of mermaids being, but the kind of broader feminine theme of the feminine within nature is a really big thing. I think that's where the Gaia EP 
came from. I mean, Andy was like, when you think of an EP name, when I was like, the first thing I looked for was what does Mother Nature mean in Greek? I thought that might be quite fun. And Gaia came up. And we just kind of, I think, I've, I try to capture the, the spirit of, I think, kind of like a deep emotion of like the feminine in the writing that we do that symbolizes the mermaid as much as possible. Um, I, I try to express that to Lani and, and the guys when we do the kind of creative side of it which is to really bring out that emotion um i think we do a pretty good job overall it's an enjoyable experience do you guys did and i've watched the video that you release i'm i'm happy to be able to talk to you guys and to to discover your music and i'm excited yeah you guys write the lyrics also or does lani write the lyrics yeah, I write the lyrics as well. Yeah, so I did. that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a team team effort there. Yeah, it's nice. It all comes together pretty naturally, I think. Like, it all kind of... We all work well together. Yeah, we keep it kind of... <clears throat> we try and do a lot of stuff online and remotely with videos and stuff, you know, uh, leading up to a practice, because you, you just get better use out of the time you're paying for in a rehearsal room. So... Uh, and then Absolutely. we usually bring things together fairly quickly, you know, whether it's a few hours, you know, we, we usually have the shape of what we're trying to do. It takes all of us putting in those ideas. Um, yeah, I think it's a bit like, it's funny because I think we actually really enjoy our rehearsals. They're quite, in some ways, quite laid back and relaxed. But the only thing that isn't is when we're actually putting a new song together. And then it's, then it's quite a, an intense environment while we just try and work those things out. Yeah, when we're trying so, to learn yeah. Nick's new crazy song and I'm there going, I don't understand. <laughs> and then I'm literally, I, I literally just like, you don't see me now, but I have this thing of death staring at people when they don't get it right. I mean, I, it's, it's all in the, in the, in the spirit of art and everything but like i, I catch myself doing it yeah you catch me doing it but but it's it's it, i think the creative process is in some ways the funnest part i mean we're you know we've got a few new tunes that we're going to start rehearsing this with tomorrow actually i believe um and it's lovely because again it's it's just really fun to quite try new stuff to think about how it fits into the set and fits into the aesthetic and i think with every song that we do we you know the aim is to try and build more into our aesthetic and who we are like you find your identity through the band's journey as much as anything else um and i and i personally really enjoy that part of it so how do you guys go about creating a song? Uh, do you guys get the guitar down first? Do you guys get the lyrics down first? Or is it like never the same? It depends on... It's a bit random, isn't it, guys? I mean, I, yeah, I, it depends one. on who's... Who, I mean, if, I think there's probably two ways we write songs. One is I go, guys, I've got a song, here it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'll normally sort of flesh it out either on the guitar or the bass but a lot i mean in terms of like ideas for songs in the creative process as i always say to the guys i just need something i just need a little bit of a deep emotional thing to get interested in if something resonates emotionally with me i'll like right what was that thing and you know one example we do a song called when i rose uh, which isn't one that you've listened to probably it's one of our live set and i and it's about a mermaid but it's specifically about the mermaid in that film and called in the lighthouse with robert patterson and willem dafoe it's a bizarre movie yeah. I've really never weird. seen it, don't spoil it I'm not going to say anything about it But anyway, there's a mermaid in it And I thought, if the mermaid could sing, what would she sing? So I wrote a song about that And it's just, sometimes it's just nice to just find like things that resonate with you And then a lot of it is just, I'll share it either just as a guitar riff or a bass riff on WhatsApp to Andy And sometimes he'll, and Andy will be like, please send me the chords And then Lani will be like, please send me the lyrics And then it just 
kind of comes from there. But what I'm always surprised at with this band is how, when we're in the room, how quickly things come together. I'm probably jinxing tomorrow now, guys. But no, it, never. It, it, it really does. It really comes together super well. Um, and then I think the other way, Andy, I suppose, is, 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 you know, as we always found, some of the, the strongest songs that we've got have just come from your... Andy providing just a really strong structure for us, right? Mm. I guess that's I, your side I, of it. I usually delve in. I have a, like a backlog of ideas, you know, tales, folklore, history, or whatever, and uh, I've pulled out a theme, and then I've sat down and written a tune or riff to that theme. Um, so I sort of start with the theme and work back with the music, and then build it up. But not too dissimilar to to, to how Nick does it. But I'm probably I sort of take a few shortcuts getting there. Probably <laughs> I don't think about it too much before I hand it. <laughs> over but yeah it's, but it's, i think that the key thing as nick mentioned is when we get in the room i think we're all very good at contributing to pulling together that song you know uh, all of the songs whether they've come you know originated from nick or myself have got all of us on it so you can yeah, definitely tell their cool. individual styles are in there yeah uh, nick's bass playing is very familiar or you know very yeah. characterful and it's nice to hear it on the song that i originated you know and it's, it's still a band song True. What are you guys inspired by, um, band-wise? Like, what, 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 your favorite bands? Whatever band inspires you? God, tons. I mean, tons. Lonnie, you go first. Go on. Yeah. God, I don't know. Like, I take my kind of inspiration from everywhere. Like, I'd say, kind of lyrics-wise, my lyrics are a lot more kind of on the nose than like Nick's. Like, Nick's are kind of free to kind of interpret however you feel it or see it or whatever whereas my lyrics will be like I feel this thing and this is what I'm saying so that probably comes more from like like Paramore and Flyleaf My Chemical Romance all that sort of stuff but yeah. but then like I I take so much inspiration from like 80s rock bands and like stuff like that you know Aerosmith and Motley Crue and just like a whole massive range of anything and everything pretty much <clears throat> to me Aerosmith are a 70s band Lonnie yeah I know I said <laughs> 80s and then I was like they're not 80s it depends on what era you remember I know yeah yeah that's true I, I would I would just say that yeah I, I I've got a very broad aesthetic like Lani and and as Lani said my my lyrics are a little bit more kind of like a little bit sort of interpretive interpretive so like I draw on a lot of tool but I also love the music of the Doors and some of the poetry of Jim Morrison like I just think his stuff is amazing um, yeah but I grew up in a in a musical theatre family and I'm also Jewish so we grew up with like a lot of uh, traditional Hebrew music which is kind of very rich in its in its kind of structures and the way it, it produces it itself and so i've always just loved all music really i mean and i just what i love is kind of mixing it up within the songs that we do so depending what you've heard some of the songs they have kind of like groovy verses and then quite grungy choruses and i think it's just because again it's hard i, I like to pay tribute to really good music from all the eras that lani mentioned as well as some of the 60s stuff and more progressive heavy stuff and what i think that allows us to do as a band anyway is just have a lot of fun right yeah yeah it's that, it's that mixture of themes, isn't it? <clears throat> I, I've come, I come from a country rock background. My dad was a professional country musician, so I've, I've grown up with Willie Nelson and Dolly Parton blaring out and Kenny Rogers and Mel Haggard and the rest. So that's kind of where I yep. come from. And the big band for me when I was younger was the Eagles. Yeah, so that's my bread and butter. Um, but as a guitarist, I think, you know, Mark Knopfler, Dire Straits, 
Alex Lifeson of Rush. They're kind of sort of my heroes. Um, sort of bit virtuosic, but you know, not so much, uh, but progressive and interesting and. Um, yeah, that's kind of what floats my boat. But similar to Nick, any anything with you know any any music, quite a broad range of tastes. Um, yeah, definitely, we try and bring that into what we do. Very cool. Um, so we're gonna play one of your songs now. Which one would you like to play first? Let's go with Canopsia. Yeah. Good. So let's listen to their song that's available on Spotify. Everywhere. All streaming platforms. Oh yeah. All right.
We're back. All right. <laughs> so we just listened to your first single that was released in November, right? Uh, yeah, 18th November, yeah. You want to talk a little bit about that song? Well, that was a weird one. So that was sort of originated from a riff that I sort of was messing around with. And I was, uh, as, as Nick knows, I've been going on about it for a long time, a big fan of the uh, Dictionary of Obscure Sorrows. I use it for quite a lot of songwriting fodder. And there's plenty of stuff on YouTube about it, and you can search all about the weird words, nouns, and verbs that this guy's come up with for various things. And many bands have used it. Tesseract used Sonder for the name of their album, and you know, etc., etc. Lots of bands have used it. So I sort of, when I'm short of an idea, I go in and find one, um, and then you know, plagiarise it a little bit. But then you've got to build a song around the theme. So I use it as a starting point to, you know, to build build a theme that was that one was very much about just being spooky yeah and we um essentially it's about you know about having a hyper empty place um and you'll you see uh, after images and shadows of people you might know or you could have known uh, but you can't quite see them or grasp them um and then we build a bit of a story about it which which formed the basis of what you see in the music video um lani obviously crafted the lyric around it and then it sort of grew grew out of that um and i think with every layer it's become something a little bit different but it's um yeah we just generally try and keep it a little bit creepy quite punchy and and that was kind of the aim of the song that's the first one i i listened so that was by my first impression was that song i'm still rocking your songs when we're driving in the car right Excellent. now so oh amazing i love that <laughs> I love the fact they're getting heard stateside. Like, there's I know. Like, it's like it's there. It's so it's weird. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Lani said, we're very surprised the amount of US listens it's had. You know, it's nearly nearly at 10k streams on Spotify. So it's it's pretty cool when you see your song being played everywhere. Like, mm. uh, we listened to your first song. Now let's talk about your EP coming out in February. Yep. Yeah. You guys have all the songs recorded already. Everything is ready to go. It is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it's awesome. ready to go for ages. It I'm has. impatient. Yeah, it has. <laughs> so this, so we, put it, right. we put it together with, it was one older song, um, which was A Stranger, that we've been playing for quite a while, and then sort of three newer songs. And it was good to have a mix there, and, and it was also a mix of kind of one originated by myself with Lani's lyrics, and uh, sorry, two originated by myself with Lani's lyrics, and two originated by Nick's with his lyrics. So... It's kind of a good mix. It showed us as songwriters. It showed us all as lyricists. It showed us all as um, all the different styles in there. All four songs, I think, are very different. Yeah, definitely. To listen to. Yeah. There's something for everyone, and yeah. that's generally what we say. There's something in our set for everybody as well. No two songs. That's yeah, we try to keep... We try to keep things interesting as much as possible. I think we've chosen four tracks that re- that are quite ex- sort of they they I think they cover a wide spectrum of what we do. I think if I was to sp- if Connor was here and, and speaking as the only member of the rhythm section, <laughs> it's really important for us to de- we to, Connor and I work really hard on developing a really tight groove. You know, we really value that in like the, I think the back the back of the backdrop of the music is a a tight groove that we really try to bring and not just that but a bit of a bounce, a bit of variety as well. And I think every song's got a little different part of that. So. As, as a as a kind of big fan of Led Zeppelin, obviously, and their and their rhythm section, I have to plug the rhythm section a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's good that you guys talk a bit about Connor. Like he's not here, but he's he's a member of the band. Couldn't do it without yeah. him. Oh no, he's phenomenally good. You know, we, he he he. You know, he doesn't always say much. I mean, he's saying nothing today, obviously. But, <laughs> uh, but very but quiet he, today. 
He's very quiet. He's very noisy on the drums, though. If we gave him a mic, though, God forbid, he'd never don't. shut That's up. That's exactly why we don't give him <laughs> a mic. <laughs> don't give that boy a mic, no. Uh, we need the Tommy Lee headset for him, my God, can you imagine? <laughs> and leading to this uh, EP release, you guys have a tour coming up? Yeah. What's going on It's a that? collection of dates, but, you know, we can call it a tour. Um, but, yeah, collection of That's dates. A, um, yeah. It's a little tour. A little tour. Um, but yeah, just uh, sort of sat around our local area and a little bit further. Our first gig in inside uh, the M25, so we call that London. Um, so that's good. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and a, f- a few other places. So yeah, we're getting around. And also one of our favourite venues, The Hobbit. So our EP release shows at The Hobbit on the 25th of Feb, the day after the EP I'm comes. I'm so out. excited. So that's our mm. sort of one of our you know uh, more favoured local venues that we frequent and it's always a good crowd so we're really looking forward to that what dates do you have uh, 14th of jan uh, those shows. Uh, 14th of jan fighting cocks in kingston 25th of feb the hobbit in southampton 4th of march the rock house in andover 31st of march the holroyd <laughs> arms in guildford 22nd of april the Carl- carlisle in hastings and the 5th of may the acoustic couch in bracknell did you remember all those no, dates? I'm <laughs> <laughs> literally looking at the screen right now. Andy, light. Andy has a spreadsheet for quite literally everything. <laughs> Which is good because none of us have a spreadsheet for anything. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. If you see my computer right now, I'm trying not to lose my pages here. But. Well, if they go on their internet and they type in www.callersirens.com forward slash tour, They'll find all the information. Do you guys have any um, artistic collaboration plans with anybody, any band, or are you guys like really just focusing on you guys right now? hyper focused on what we're doing at the moment i think um i think we 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 definitely look for bands that we work well with to support and to work with um i think on the collaboration side i think i think you know as with everything it's it's that journey right um i think we're still developing and working out a sound that works for us i think we're, we're close and i suppose it would be exciting to collaborate with other artists right i think as the time comes um you know i don't think we'd ever discount it would we guys no, definitely not who, who yeah. would be the ultimate artist to be able to collaborate with? Oh, God. <laughs> Such a difficult question. Yeah, I have no me, idea. For me, it would be someone like Dave Gilmore from Pink Floyd. So, I, you know, something like that would That's be a good one. nuts. Absolutely nuts. I say, I think you got me thinking now. I suppose being a bassist, I'd want a drummer. So I think I'd have to choose John Bonham of Led Zeppelin. I'd have to choose John Bonham. If I could play John Bonham, I think I'd be a happy man. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to you get, get to on play with stage. Us, Lonnie. Yeah, well, there you go, there you go. That's all I need. <laughs> but we are going back to your point. I think there's there's a lot of great your, your point. Nick, there's a lot of great bands we play with and on the same bills, um, and we're amazed by the talent. Every time we play a gig, we're not quite sure of all the bands we're playing on the same bill, and there's always one that surprises us, and we go, "Okay, they're going to be they're amazing. They're going to be massive." Yeah. And that happens to us at least every gig, yeah. Um, it's yeah, a really I, I strong as well. community, especially where we are. There's a strong music community. 
What I, just to echo that, I think one thing I'll say to anyone in the US is that there is an absolute abundance of amazing UK bands. It's crazy just how there, there is such a, a, a supply of just amazing talent across the UK where we are in the South Coast, sort of, I suppose, between London and Southampton and Portsmouth, really. It's just crazy. Hundreds and hundreds of bands and you go anywhere in the UK, it's the same, really. It's just amazing. So if the US feel that everyone want to get some British talent, there's more than enough here. It's just incredible, really. Well, they don't all sound. There is. Sound like Led Zeppelin. There I mean, is. a lot of us sound like Led. <laughs> <laughs> you guys had a show before? Yeah, we've been playing gigs as a band since the start of the year, so probably this, this nice. time last nice. well, this time last year. Um, and with Lani, we've been playing together since September. So, yeah, we've had a few gigs now. We're trying to hone our craft a little bit. We're getting there. So where, where, where does your mind go when you're in front of that audience? Like, I don't know. Uh, the biggest audience that you've had like I think it kind of depends on the song a lot of the time like there's some songs where I will just completely lose myself in it and I don't really have a clue what's going on outside of my little bubble that I'm in sort of thing but then there's others where I definitely want to like address the audience with what I'm saying so I'll kind of look out into the crowd and pick out people and just kind of I don't know like depending on what the mood is i guess and the crowd you have it can seriously affect like the vibe a lot as well
right, we're back. Uh, we just heard your song, Gravel Tree. Woo! Let's talk about this a little bit. <laughs> Over to, uh, I'm a, I'm, yeah, there you I'm go. As well. Yeah, sorry, yeah, definitely. So this song's got a bit of a history. So this is a, a song that I wrote many, many, about 18 years ago. Um, and I just wrote it um, about um, a, a street that I know very, very well in a little town called Walton on Thames. And in this uh, town, there's this... Uh, uh, have you heard of bird's eye frozen foods before? Do you have them over in the US? Do you get like bird's eye fish fingers and things like that? Okay, this isn't, this isn't, never this heard is, of it. This is, this is linked to the song. Anyway, I haven't, I haven't seen any of those in the UK for 20 years. Birdseye was a really big company, and they had this huge building. I used to walk past it. And on this uh, walkway, there were these trees that came out of the stone and kind of like kind of like the idea of this thing of a gravel tree. But it also, the song itself is a, uh, about kind of how that was a walk that I knew well, and it was a walk that I always dreaded. So it was kind of about how I found the walk to be difficult and wish something magical would happen. And hopefully that came out in the song. Okay, I'm going to have to now research the birds and frozen... <laughs> birds eye frozen foods. It's yeah, the bird's yeah. eye building. It's like one of these... It's, got, it's like a 1960s building with these, like, blue and white facade. It's very interesting. It's very cool. Very, very Wait, retro. Bird's eye building? The bird's eye building, yes. I've literally never heard of that. I'm not making this up. Honestly, look it up. It's Advertised by Captain Bird's Eye. That's the one. Which was a fic- fictional sea captain. My my mum used to work there, and she used to bring Solero ice creams home because, because, they, because yeah, Solero is like this mango uh, outer shell with vanilla ice cream inside. I'm not, not going to write a song about that, but what about Arctic but, rolls? You know. You're doing Arctic rolls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to go and get myself something to eat now. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys could perform anywhere in the world, any venue in the world, where would it be? Oh, I would love to perform a download. Yeah. Festival. Like, I feel like, you know, any little stage at download, I'd be happy just to be there. Yeah, that that'll be on the list somewhere. Been there yeah. been there quite a few times as a as a watcher, as a as a listener, but yeah, to go there with a band would be amazing. Um, as long as you got to stay for the rest of the weekend as well, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You can enjoy everybody else. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a good one. When uh, when do you guys like creating music? Like, when's your best time? Whenever the kids leave me alone long enough. Uh huh. I felt that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think there's this little window I get between like dropping the kids off at school and having a shower and getting out of the shower where I literally go la 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 and I do that just kind of <laughs> just like am I going to remember that maybe maybe not but I should probably record it and then I'm running around with a towel and looking for the phone uh, yeah it's it's a little bit haphazard but I guess that's about t- like sort of 8.45 in the morning if you if you're going to put a time on it <laughs> whenever you have time yeah usually, yeah. usually for me it's sort of later at night so you know between 9 and, 9 and 12 at night so later on when I get some peace I can sit in my <laughs> dark creative space Actually, yeah, I'm definitely more of a late night person. It, it's it's a funny one. I, I I once wrote a song driving the car to and from Portsmouth. Like, I just I, it was really b- bizarre. Like I lied the whole thing out on my phone. La 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 la. It, was, it, sounded, it sounded awful. But I, I put it together and it sounded okay. But um, sometimes I find that if you just with writing and creating, it's just like if you just sit back and kind of as I said to see Talani, you just gotta be ready to receive it when it comes. Mm. You never. You just got to be ready for it. I think that's such an important lesson that I've learned over like writing songs for so many years. Is you just got to be ready for the inspiration and ready for that. I always say the best way to start a good song is with the hook. 
like the thing that kind of draws you in start with that and then everything else is just fluff around it as long as it kind of works that hook is everything really how do you guys think that social media changed the game like how, how did it change the, the music industry I just kind of hate social media in general. <laughs> I hate how much like It's a really, it's, yeah, it's a tough one because obviously it has the pros of people being able to, you know, reach other people they never would have before through the internet. But I just feel like it's turning people into machines. Like there's just this need to constantly pump out stuff after stuff after stuff with anything whether it's music or art or like anything and we don't work that way like we aren't machines and when it's being forced out of you I think sometimes you can definitely lose the joy in it as well like it's a tricky one for sure it's a massive game changer I think I mean I'm of that age where I remember the music you know the music culture in the 90s and early 90s and i remember going to the music store and buying cds and that was how you did it that's how you show tribute to a band yes i think these days you know consumers of music i I don't i'm not saying this is a judgment or a criticism to to to, to listeners right but it's it's easy to become very lazy and very treat every artist like a consumable product yes and i think the, the issue you've got there is it's very the idea of having like loyalty as a fan base is much harder these days like mm. you know you go to a, an hmv records in oxford street and you spend like 45 minutes there with your mates looking through records and saying i'm going to get the beatles and i'm going to get the smiths and you really pay tribute to those bands and i feel that we've kind of lost that a little bit and that makes me yeah. sad that makes me sad i'm not sure if people actually does anyone listen to like a full album anymore it's all like you have like a 20 second clip of a song from tiktok and that's all anyone cares about at the moment only if i'm already already invested (laughs) in the band yeah you've got to take you know you've got to take 45 minutes out of your day to do it haven't you for a band you don't quite know that well yeah are you gonna do that I just love the, the the conceptual side of an album, right? Not to go on a tangent, but actually writing an album which has a sort of unified concept the way that yes. bands used to. I love... That's, for me, what music is all about. It's about mm. a, a set of movements. It's not just one song. It's not that consumable thing. And that's what really gets me about social media and, and the Spotify culture is, you know, it's, it's all an algorithm. So there's no yeah. natural kind of organic discovery of a band through loyalty and through hard goddamn work as a, as a listener. <laughs> Go get go walk to the store. Get my record. You know, God damn it. for it. Go work <laughs> for it, man. Okay. Social media is great for this, though. Yeah. Being able I mean, to it, reach across. It is to, to you know. It is a. It's kind of a necessary evil for us to compete at the moment. Yep, exactly. But yeah, I, the problem I, is you can't do without it nowadays, yeah, can you? But you I, have to I, do I it. Have to. But <laughs> I, I think we are. If it wasn't there, I don't think necessarily we'd be slaves to it. So I think that's the difference. Have you guys ever participated in a music competition? You guys ever? We're in a competition right now. <laughs> I don't know what's happening with it currently. Is it like nothing until summer, or Pretty much, you know yeah. more about so it? It's a, a local radio here in the UK or south of the UK, based in Southampton. Have done like a, a band versus band weekly vote off. So battle, they call it battle of the fans. Um, fans, okay. <laughs> people you know who can go and do a vote fans is probably a bit of a strong word (laughs) (laughs) lots of work colleagues and random people you meet on the street but 
It's um, eh. it's a bit of it's a bit of exposure, and there's some sort of prizes uh, if we win the grand final, which I think is in the summer. So, yeah, we'll find out what that's about, and hopefully we'll win it. But yeah, yeah, we won well, four we, we weeks in a row. Yeah, yeah we had to get through four weeks of harassing everyone to vote for us every week. But we harass better than anyone else because we are the first finalists. Yeah, that's how good our harassing. So there you Very go. Good. And Very I, and, good. And of course we're great, so that helps. Yeah. How would you guys describe your music? Like, if if we have to stick you in a in a box in a genre, I have literally no idea. That's that's the golden question, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> would you say it depends on your song? A like, lot of it does, right? Yeah, I, I think, think so. It does. I mean, we've got we've got a proggy tune in there. We've got a bit more of a straightforward classic rock sounding song. We've got a pop punk sounding song. We've got a bit of everything in there. So, yeah. I'd say so. I think we generally say we're alternative rock, but then that just really covers everything. Yeah, yeah. it's a very it's a very lazy tag for our. It's band, a lazy really. tag, but then we will we'll have <laughs> we'll have a sort of you know we'll have a metal riff, and then we'll have you know quiet passages with you know other things going on so i don't know we it's, it's one we try and avoid but we have to say something right in the bio yeah <laughs> we that's try what to I, I mean it's a lot easier to say kind of what bands are we kind of sounding like but again yeah. i don't think you know, necessarily sound like any one band fully but i think as lani mentioned that kind of early flyleaf sound is kind of what we probably lean towards yeah that kind of <clears throat> that kind of quite heavy guitars with really you know soaring vocals but a bit of interest in there with a little bit of prog and a bit commercial so i think that's kind of kind of where we sit I don't know. yeah I think. I think we've also got a bit of a funky edge as well i think that comes from connor and myself i mean oh I, yeah i, I pay tribute <laughs> to the, i try to pay people tribute to the chilies a little bit uh especially for, you know and, and that kind of like quite funky like boppy sound but i would say that like from, a, from my perspective, we, we lean on the heavier side of alternative rock, sort of into the metal genre a little bit, I would say, at times. I, I think we sort of get a little bit heavier, um, which I quite like to do. Um, but equally, as Andy said, we I think we pay tribute to so, much softer stuff, almost a bit Fleetwood Mackey at times, even. Um, because it's all good, right? <laughs> it's all good stuff. Absolutely. People will definitely, people will definitely like, say, find something in, in our set they'll like, if, even if they don't like the whole thing. <laughs> Which is fine. We're okay with that. If you guys had um, one advice, one piece of advice to give to your younger self um, as a, as an artist, as a musician, what would it be? Mine would probably be just just fucking go for it, man. Like, stop being scared of everything. Like, life is so wasted being afraid to just go for shit. Like... I when I think back to my younger self and I had so much more like I've definitely suppressed a lot of my creative side throughout the years because you're always told like you know think logically there's no point in doing this and doing that and you know anything in the arts is just not realistic for pursuing I guess And that can grind you down over time, but I wish I, like, if I could go back, I'd just be like, don't listen to anyone, just bloody go for it, just do it. Get on stage as early as you can, so you can get over it quicker, and then just go for it. <laughs> That's good advice. My, mine would be just don't be a dick to people. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, be, just be honest, yeah, and, and just be good to people, and 
things will be a lot easier you'll get a lot more opportunities people will invite you to do stuff a lot more um, and if you're well thought of that will just go better for you um, leave your ego at the door check it in at the door yeah, just don't be a dick to people um, it's great I'd love to say that every show every gig everything we do we don't see those people but we do yeah, so um, that would be my bit of advice I think my, mine would be to myself it's sort of quite specific but focus on the art so like it's easy to get focused on what people think it's easy to get focused on like expectations but actually for me mm. it's like this is an artistic pursuit and for me it's about creating something beautiful that when my grandkids and grandkids listen back they can say that was that was you know that was me that's what I did and I think it's really important to remember that's what this is actually really all about long term it's not about your your experience of what's going on it's about the legacy that you leave and if you can remove yourself from that the younger self Nick uh, <laughs> you know you actually write better songs you have more fun it's easier to work with people and it's easier to let things go when they're not right you know so like when things have not been right in previous bands I've made the decision to move on because it's what's right for me in pursuit of great art. If you do that, I don't think you can go wrong, really. Absolutely. Absolutely. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys have a, anything you want to say before we close out? Uh, expect great things from 2023. Um, expect more music. Expect more releases. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're holding back on purpose because, you know, we want, we want to... Uh, really cult, you know really give people the opportunity to listen to our music as it grows and evolves um i'm just really excited to share it with everyone me too i'm excited so you got two yeah, singles out right now the ep coming out and the tour coming out so that's yep. pretty exciting that's uh it's a good way to start the year um, i think the main main message is you know thank you to everyone who's already had a listen to it and been to a gig and given us a follow and a like you know Yeah, we've had amazing support already. It's been brilliant. So just more of the same, please. That'd be great. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, I thank you guys for being on the show. Thank you. Thank And you. Um, I'll have you back in six months, like we said, if you guys want. I'll be a little yeah, more experienced, we'll have, and we can talk about your tour, everything that happened. We'll have something else to talk about. Definitely. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so thank much. You so much thank you.